Welcome to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing, and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your gut. Hello, welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast. I am back from a beautiful time in the mountains. My last episode was right before I was leaving. Um, I did a high alpine traverse in the North Cascades here in Washington State, and it's called the Ptarmigan Traverse, and it was a lot of walking on snow and glaciers, ascending and descending um, multiple times throughout the day, and lots of time in crampons, sometimes walking on scree and rocks and heather and different things in crampons, and being rewarded with just amazing campsites, just the most beautiful campsites uh, with lakes, very very cold lakes to jump in after very, very hot days walking. Um, I'm not very good at getting into cold water, but when you walk all day in the heat on glaciers and snow that's just radiating back at you, it is very easy to jump in ice cold water and feels amazing. And I found myself just really being there. Of course, I think all the time, and I am an overthinker, but I found myself getting to camp, and I had my journal, you know, I had, like, things I could do, and I really just enjoyed kind of sitting and looking, um, which is a bit newer for me. I think maybe I'm leaning into the emptiness a little bit more. If you listen to that last episode I was talking about, the emptiness and my struggle with leaning into the emptiness and I really felt like I embraced that on that trip. But since being back, it has not been emptiness. It has been busy and I moved. So I am recording this podcast from my new space. I am living by myself for the first time in my life. I'm not house sitting. I'm not traveling and staying in a spot. This is like a place I get to keep all my stuff. It is temporary. I'm subletting for three months and then I don't know where I go exactly after, but I'm so grateful for the opportunity to land in a space to myself at this time um, and get a taste of this. And it was time to bring in some change into my life, some new energy. I had lived at my last place for almost three years, which may not sound very long, but it was the longest place I had lived besides my mom's house when I was younger. So um, 
it was a time to close that chapter and walk into this next chapter. And I'm really feeling that energy right now. So that's a bit of my personal update. And you're probably going to hear noises in the background because, well, I am living below other people. (laughs) And the water pipes make a lot of noise. And yeah, I'm just not embracing perfection. I'm really just in this process of um, doing the podcast and creating content and just doing a business. I'm really embracing the imperfection and just really showing up honestly and as a human and not needing to edit everything to be perfect and ideal. It's just like it is what it is. I'd like things to be of good quality. Um, but yeah, this is, this is what it is. (laughs) Maybe I have more reflections on that later of just this, this exploration of starting a business and, um, what that brings up in, uh, in uh, your healing journey, but we're not there yet. Anyways, before we get into today's topic, I want to announce that I am doing a giveaway um, until the end of August. It's August 10th right now as I'm recording this. And through the end of August, I'm doing a giveaway. If you go to Trust Your Gut podcast on iTunes and you leave a comment, you leave a review, it needs to be a comment, positive, ideally if it's negative, that's not so awesome, Um, a positive comment, you will be entered to win a free one-on-one session with me. And I'm doing this because I really want to support this podcast in reaching more people. And the way that it can reach more people is getting downloads, is getting shared, and is getting comments and reviews. It helps it move up in the charts. It helps it move up into where it can be visible for people to see it because, you know, it's just me over here on Instagram and yeah, I'm on TikTok now. I can't believe it. Um, saying, hey, <laughs> listen to this podcast. Um, and I appreciate all the people who I've run into this summer that I know maybe from high school or from mentoring you when you were a kid or from college or however I know you who have told me you've listened to the podcast and what it's meant to you. I appreciate that so much. It means the world to me. And um, it's just me, me doing all of this. And so The reviews really help it get out more and I would appreciate it. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. One sentence is enough, um, but I want to um, use it as an opportunity to give someone a session because I also just want to support people. So if you go and leave a review by the end of August, you will be entered to win. And hey, if it's not in alignment for you to do a one-on-one session with me, if you feel like you're not curious or interested or in need of that kind of support, then you can gift it to someone. I'm sure there's someone you know who could really use some support in their healing journey. And our one-on-one session can be about anything that uh, you need or want to work on or are curious about. 
So um, I hope that can be really helpful to someone. So thanks for being here and listening and thanks for leaving a review if you go and do that. All right, so today's topic is something I've been mulling over for a little while and I've explored a little bit if there's really any like research done on this and I haven't found anything super solid. And I'm sure there's something out there maybe, um, but this is just kind of something that I believe to be true, that I know to be true within my own personal experience and what I've seen in clients and other people who struggle with digestive issues, especially with irritable bowel syndrome and who are also highly sensitive people. So I started to explore this correlation between do highly sensitive people tend to struggle with IBS? You can also say it like are IBS sufferers also highly sensitive people. And I started to see quite a correlation. So highly sensitive people, I'm one of them. (laughs) Um, Highly sensitive people tend to have a lot more sensitivity within their system. And this is often more emotional sensitivity And it can be a stronger reactivity to both external stimuli, so anything that stimulates our senses. So they might be more sensitive or reactive to sounds, sights, smells, things like that. But they also can have a stronger reactivity to internal stimuli. So anything we might be feeling inside our body. And those who are highly sensitive tend to also be very empathetic. So a lot of people are empathetic. It's a beautiful aspect about humans. But I find that highly sensitive people can be extremely empathetic to the point that they actually pick up on and carry other people's emotions, energies, and feelings. It's like we're like, oh, I need to hold this for them. And a lot of healers and people who do healing work and therapy tend to be empathetic people and highly sensitive people. And without this awareness of those boundaries, it can be really easy to pick up and carry other people's emotions or feelings and make them our own. So let me ask a couple things because you might resonate with this and this might indicate that you could potentially be highly sensitive if you don't already know that. So maybe from an early age, you've been told you're too sensitive. (laughs) I have always been a sensitive person. Um, when I was little. I don't know if anyone told me I was too sensitive. It's likely. Uh, But I know my mom has told me stories of of times I would get just extremely overwhelmed and some certain situations that she shared with me where she thought something might like really be wrong and actually took me to a child um, psychologist to 
kind of explore that. So you might have been told you're too sensitive. You might feel that you just get extremely overwhelmed. It's a really common thing of highly sensitive people getting really easily overwhelmed. Um, that can happen really easily like in crowds or shopping areas or sporting events or music venues or things like that. Um, you might feel the world suffering on a large scale and, and wish you could do something to help or maybe you know when someone is upset or unhappy without them needing to tell you. You can kind of pick up on that. You might feel the same emotion or physical sensation or pain around a certain person. Um, you might have a tendency to be a people pleaser and, and say yes to requests of other people without actually thinking about it or feeling into if that's something that you want to do. Highly sensitive people can be really unable to watch uh, news or um, see violent or graphic things or um, watch like tragic scenes in movies or TV shows. Uh, you might feel responsible for how other people feel and feel like you need to go out of your way to make them feel better. Uh, you might even feel more aches and pains in your body. You might be like a social chameleon. You can adapt to the people around you, but maybe to the level where you're taking on their kind of quirks or behaviors or ways of talking. Um, people might often confide their problems to you or you might feel like you're in a counseling role. Like people easily dump their emotions onto you. Maybe you feel really drained after you spend time with people or, or hear about people's emotions. So these are just a couple ideas of ways that highly sensitive people might feel. And it totally varies from person to person. I'm a highly sensitive person who loves crowds <laughs> and who loves going to shows and festivals and events. Um, it doesn't mean I don't get overwhelmed by them. Sometimes it's to the point where I'm like, I want to be everywhere and, and know everything going on and look at everybody and I'm like curious about everything and that can be overwhelming. Um, and so for some highly sensitive people, like that is just not something that they can do at all. So highly sensitive people can also tend to feel a lot of hypervigilance. Hypervigilance is really just a hyper awareness and a hypersensitivity to your environment and what's going on around you. And so when we're in a state of hypervigilance, we tend to also feel a lot of anxiety and that can lead to a lot of overwhelm and stress. And this is the same as being in that fight or flight sympathetic response. That's a state of hypervigilance, a state of anxiety, and stress often leading to overwhelm. Okay, so now let's talk about IBS a little bit and you'll start to see the correlation. So in IBS, what's happening is that there is a hypersensitivity in the gut-brain interaction. It's really a 
breakdown of sorts between the gut-brain communication. So there's a hypersensitivity going on in the gut. There's a ton of sensory cells in the whole digestive tract that are picking up information and communicating them to the brain all the time. And one of the things that it's communicating is about pain and about bowel movements. And so it is more sensitive to these pain receptors and to the functions of the digestive tract than it is in people without IBS. So the gut has this hypersensitivity. It's communicating to the brain and it's putting the brain in this state of hypervigilance. And now it's creating this feedback loop because now the brain is communicating back to the gut that it's in this state of hypervigilance. Remember, that's our fight or flight state. That's a state of anxiety. That might be a state of a stress response. And that's what creates this feedback loop of hypersensitivity in the gut and hypervigilance in the brain. And this often leads to anxiety, hypervigilance, stress, and overwhelm of the system. And signals that the gut normally sends usually go unnoticed by many folks. But for those with IBS, they are interpreted by the brain as those things like pain and urgent bowel movements and the things, the symptoms that people with IBS suffer with. So can you start to see the correlation here? The hypersensitivity, the stronger reactivity to both external and internal stimuli, right? So what's going on in the environment, like the brain is picking up, what's going on internally, like the gut is picking up. And in both cases of hypersensitive, highly sensitive people, the hypersensitive irritable bowel syndrome, both cases, the person's body, mostly the nervous system and the gut-brain connection and certain parts of the brain, are more sensitive and react more easily and in a stronger way to stressors, threat, and internal and external stimuli. So you can start to see the correlation here. It's really just this hypersensitivity of the system. And it's really a hypersensitivity of the nervous system. And the nervous system is the gut-brain connection, right? The gut has its own nervous system, the enteric nervous system. The enteric nervous system is part of the autonomic nervous system, which hosts our sympathetic fight or flight or parasympathetic rest or digest, which can be breaking down further. If you haven't listened to Nervous System 101, I encourage you to. I'm not going to go deeply into it now. But the nervous system within our gut is connected to our central nervous system in our brain, constantly communicating via the vagus nerve, which is the main part of our parasympathetic nervous system, all connected into the autonomic nervous system. It is a hypersensitivity of the nervous system. So what causes the nervous system to be highly sensitive or hypersensitive? 
Now, this can depend on a variety of factors, but the most common factors tend to be early childhood experiences, particularly negative early life experiences. And this could also be due to growing up in a stressful environment, being in a state of chronic stress for a long time, having to be hypervigilant because your environment wasn't safe. If you had to learn to be hypervigilant, you would develop a hypersensitivity to your environment and what's going on around you. And when we look at facts on IBS patients, 60% of IBS patients report history with adverse early life experiences. Adverse early life experiences, we could just say as childhood trauma or childhood wounding. And again, it's most commonly going to be that it was an unsafe environment to be in, that a traumatic experience happened, or that attuning to your caregivers wasn't always available or wasn't always safe. So this is the most important part of the link to pay attention to. This is the area that we want to address to truly heal gut brain symptoms like IBS and to support an extremely sensitive nervous system to be more resilient. So let me expand on this a little bit more with information from different studies. So we are starting to understand the link between these altered gut-brain interactions and early life adverse experiences. And we already know that adverse childhood events can cause adults to experience more anxiety, panic attacks, and depression. So there was a question about did these sorts of events cause GI pain and these altered bowel habits that we see in IBS and other digestive issues. And so there was a study done with rats, um, mothers and their pups, and when they would stress the mother rats, the pups would later show many IBS-like features. They could also see that animals that experienced less nurturing childhoods were more anxious, their intestines were more sensitive, and when they were stressed, they would excrete more small stool pellets, which is similar to diarrhea in humans. So they would stress the mother rats, and the mother rats would be less nurturing to their pups and then their pups would have more anxiety, more sensitive guts, and have more diarrhea. So another study done was decades of studying how IBS patients are distinguished from those who don't have IBS with regard to their GI physiology. And through this, they started to see differences in brain physiology as well. So they would do this process where they could distend the abdomen, which would cause a lot of discomfort in most people. But with those in IBS, it would cause an incredible amount of discomfort. 
and they would also do this to their rectums, which sounds absolutely horrible and kind of traumatizing, honestly. And then they would do a PET scan to see which part of the brain would register a response. And so within the IBS patients, when they would have the distension in their rectum, or even when they anticipated the rectal distension, which would cause my brain to fire too, um, they had an activated prefrontal cortex, which those without IBS did not have. And now the prefrontal cortex is where the brain stores emotional memories. So it interprets present stimuli. So that could be stimuli within the body or within the mind. And it takes in past experiences all the way back to infancy. And when this part of the brain is activated, it means that there is something emotionally significant happening. And in those who have experienced chronic stress, the prefrontal cortex can remain in a state of hypervigilance on the lookout for danger. Remember, hypervigilance is being on the lookout for, am I safe? Is there something dangerous here? Is there a threat? So it's not something that someone's choosing to do. They don't choose to activate their prefrontal cortex and be in hypervigilance. It's a result of the nerve pathways that got programmed a long time ago in childhood being fired automatically by the sympathetic nervous system. So what causes this hypervigilance in the prefrontal cortex and in the nervous system? Well, again, it ties back to past traumatic experiences. When someone has undergone a traumatic experience or too much stimuli that's been overwhelming, like chronic stress, it can create an oversensitization of the nervous system and therefore the gut-brain interaction. And this can create more sensitivity to pain. And the nerves that are involved are set off by weaker stimuli. They don't need as much stimuli to trigger that hypersensitivity, that hypervigilance, or the, the pain response. What might be a normal amount of gas or a normal level of tension in the intestinal wall can trigger pain in a person whose system has become more sensitized. So besides the correlation of a level of hypersensitivity, hypervigilance, overwhelm, stress, anxiety, between highly sensitive people and those with IBS is that there's also this background, this history of adverse early life experiences. And so with that, this is where we will wrap this up for today. And this is an area that I'm very interested to continue exploring as I am fascinated with and really believe in symptoms being connected to emotions and energy, to past trauma, to intergenerational trauma, to chronic stress patterns, to adverse experiences, 
and many different things in that realm of how the mind and body interact. If this is something that is really resonating with you and you're going, whoa, I am a highly sensitive person or I have IBS and I think I need to look at some of my past trauma. (laughs) I need to look at my childhood. I need to look at um, emotions that I never got to express. Then you're in the right place. And if you're looking for further support with that, I am still accepting one-on-one clients at this time. And this is the work that we do. This is the deep work that we do. Also, I am building my first program and it is such a beautiful exploration of everything, gut-brain connection, the entire digestive process, um, the microbiome, nervous system, trauma, inner child wounding, intuition, connecting all of these components and giving you practical tools that you can use and pretty much walking you through a process that I would do with a one-on-one client to help you become really clear on these things and really identify some of these root causes and truly, truly heal these things. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, the best way to stay in the know is to go grab a copy of my free guide. The link is down in the show notes. If you haven't already, it's all about how nervous system regulation is the most important piece to healing your gut and your digestive and mental stress symptoms. And this will also be the way just to stay the first in the know about my upcoming course. And when I have a different waitlist opportunity, I will certainly announce that here and in my Instagram and TikTok. So you can also follow me there to be in the loop and keep tuning into the show. As always, please reach out through any of those platforms and share what resonates, send questions, share the podcast. I appreciate you for being here. I hope you have a resilient day. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and share it. That helps it reach others who will benefit from this information. So much gratitude for you. Have a beautiful day.